0: You heard that right, the 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GatorsBreak at Manscaped.com. That's code GatorsBreak at Manscaped.com. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore sec. Here we are on the hills, of Friday Night Lights, and I'm bringing in good buddy Zach Gadal here from SI All Gators. He was in attendance there in Gainesville for Friday Night Lights. We were just discussing right before we went live here but we already had plenty to talk about. And then right before we go live here on Gators Breakdown, big news in the recruiting world also uh, happens as Jaheim Singletary would decommit from Ohio State and Florida will be in the mix for that. But plenty of other storylines to get into there. That will be one of them we talk here uh, with Zach. But Zach, man, uh, first of all, Good work Friday night, all weekend there in Gainesville covering Friday night lights and the water recruiting. I was out of town at a family reunion, so I was definitely tuned in for uh, what you guys were putting it out there. But uh, first of all, good work on a busy, busy couple days.
1: Appreciate you and uh, thank you for having me. It was uh, it was my first time covering Friday night lights. Uh, I joined the beat in 2019. It was like right after FNL had come and gone, and then of course this past year we didn't get it. I was so disappointed. That was what I was looking forward to, but. It was a great event. It was a lot of fun, a lot of great, great talent out there. And as you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of them potentially being Gators at this point. So I'm excited to get into it.
0: Absolutely. As Zach said, as we said, plenty, plenty to discuss here. Commitments, targets, uh, hopefully new targets coming on board. We'll see where it ends up uh, with these Gators guys. Before we do, remember Gators Breakdown Plus starts at $3 a month. Very good Discord chat server uh, chat room going on in there now a lot of people talking of course the jaheem singletary decommitment. what that might mean for florida as soon as i went uh right before we went live here that was the what well, that was the discussion going on in the chat room so join gators breakdown plus louis three dollars a month up to ten dollars uh a month different tiers there gators breakdown dot dot fm zach here we go let's get into it let's first start with the commits and we'll start with the class of 2022 of course Prince gives running back. Gators get the commitment from him. Credit for the staff, sticking with him. Top 200 player, top 20 running back in the country. Four-star running back out of Winter Park. Went down with a preseason knee injury, knee injury in 2020, so he didn't play last season. Zach, it's been trending this way for a while. We thought this one might come at Friday Night Lights. Most thought, most thought it would happen when it did. Maybe just needing to work out one more time for the staff before pulling the trigger and committing for the Gators.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I actually didn't really see him work out, which is fine. He's still in a recovery phase. But that was, I think, the biggest part of him coming up for this camp. They did want to see what his knee looks like because, I mean, he tore that thing to bits this past uh, preseason. It was really, really unfortunate uh, down at Winter Park. He just transferred there from the Masters Academy. And the Masters Academy, you know, it's just like very small down there in Orlando. No one had even really heard of it. And yet he was a national recruit. I mean, one of the most electrifying running backs in the class when he was healthy. I always call him a bull in a china shop, the way he runs the ball. He's just so violent. Even in tight quarters, he he just finds a way to break tackles and then break off for long gains. He was someone that I was honestly expecting Florida to maybe pull the trigger on a little earlier at one point. He had told us as much. He he was looking forward to potentially committing on both of his June visits. He, He seemed like a gator from start to finish. Florida was his leader even before the knee injury happened, Like, you know, born and bred Florida, Florida Gator at that point. But with the knee injury, he told us that his tendons are completely healed. The issue has been potential nerve damage. Florida wanted to look at that. Obviously, you know, they're looking to nail their running back takes out of the park this year after missing on them in the past couple of years, they wanted to make sure that they were truly comfortable with his knee at this point. And whether he worked out or not, maybe it was privately and it was something we didn't get to see, but ultimately Florida felt comfortable enough with him. He wasn't wearing a knee brace. I've not seen him in anything on his knee brace, padding, anything. He looks good. He's walking around normally. Uh, Didn't get to see him run. I'd like to see him run. And maybe if he plays this year, I'll get to go see that. But they're confident. And, And that's all you really can be at this point. They need running backs. The board is starting to dry up a little bit more. And we know they still want to take one more. I think Gibbs, even with the knee concerns, is a great take to start the class.
0: Absolutely, have to love the potential there and the playmaking ability there. As you said, I mean, um, I think when the first rankings come out, he was close to a top, I think maybe a top fifty player if I remember right. When the initial rankings for the class come out, then of course uh, time goes by and the injury rankings get all kind of messed up through the pandemic as well. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, looks to uh, looks to be a high, you know, profile running back that the Gators can get in this most recent class coming up all right Zach move to class of 2023 um, and you don't you know, it's look you don't have to tell me it, out there are guys I know we talked about a 2023 commit 2023 commit last week I know it's far away we know things can change uh, but you know it, it, I, and I know it's hard for many people to get excited for prospects that far away but Gators get a big time one here from a kid that was just kind of waiting on this dream offer and a chance top 100 player in the 2023 class top 12 wide receiver. Raymond Cottrell committed to the Gators fr- as fr- Friday night as well. Six foot to 203 pound wide receiver from Milton, Florida. Zach, he couldn't wait to become a Gator after impressing the staff a couple times this summer.
1: Yeah, first off, if you guys aren't excited about 2023 commits, then you're going to hate our next topic. <laughs> but um, but Raymond Cottrell, yeah, he was, he was another one. He visited for a camp in June, got to work out in front of the staff and looked really good. Uh, I don't think he's the fastest receiver in the class, but he's a gritty physical one. He can go up and get it. His speed is more than adequate. He, he can at least get by, and they'll continue to develop him. It, physically, when we look at him, both John Garcia and I both said, he looks like Anquan Bolden, not maybe to the skill level. I don't want to get carried away, but just literally looking at his build as a receiver. He physically looks the part of Anquan Bolden. That's always a good thing, right? Uh, but he is another one uh, at the camp last, uh, last June. He was saying as much. I considered committing on the spot. He was told by a coach, you know, wait, just l- let's do a couple of more visits. I know that his, um, his seven-on-seven team did traveling across the state, out of the state, checking out as many schools as they could during June. But once he got that done, I mean, he told me as much. He knew he wanted to be a Gator. He just needed the right time. He got invited to FNL, and before the night was even over, it was confirmed that he was a Gator at that point. Another great start to the 2023 class. And even if people don't really want to get that far ahead, you look at these first two commitments that they've got right now in Cottrell, in Mac Markway, those are two top 100, 150 kids in the next class. That's a really, really good start you know, for a staff that has been viewed as lackadaisical by some fans and analysts, I guess, for their recruiting efforts. I mean, if ever there was a time for Florida to start taking recruiting seriously, it's right now. And on top of what they've done in the class of 2022, I really like who they've gotten so far. 2023 is off to a
0: Yeah, Zach, I like the way you put that too. I mean, we can definitely, you know, we could we can critique Mullen's recruiting so far up to 2022 as well. But you can't critique the start to 2023. Now, whether it ends up that way, like you said, we, we won't know. It would it'd, it'd be two years from now before we can fully really uh, get into that class, of course. But as you said, it's an off to a nice start. It beats the alternative of either not having anyone or having two, if you're into the stars, if you're two, three stars to start the class off with. No, you got two top 100 guys right here. As you said, good base, baseline start for the class. We'll see where it goes from here. And as you said, Zach, if you don't want to talk 2023, guys, you probably want to go ahead and tune out for the next guy too. But uh, 2024, that's where we'll go next. But it happened on Friday night. We have to discuss it here. Way into the future for this next one. Another running back, Zach. Uh, this one from Gainesville. Hometown guy, Derek Gibson. Last commitment on Friday. Comes from the class of 2024. You know, Way out there, of course. Five ten, 180-pound running backs. So far, you know, it's so far away. There's no ranking for him right now, but was impressive enough for the Gators uh, to be his first and only offer. And a shout out to you guys here, Zach. You guys at SI have been impressed with uh, Gibson in the, in the you know brief uh, summertime camp uh, circuit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, this kid's what 15, maybe 16, but he looks a lot older. He's uh he's well built. I mean, if you look at the picture that circulating of him, like he's got massive veins the kids arms are just buff uh but you you said it he's a local kid went to gainesville high he's actually transferring up to a school outside of atlanta for this upcoming year um not sure what the future holds from him he's going to keep bouncing around high schools but one way or another he's going to become a national recruit. he's got the buzz in the scouting community that he's going to be one of the top running backs in the class of 2024 he's extremely shifty I've not actually gotten to see him as a pure running back taking carries in between the tackles just because that's way too far ahead. Uh, But at these camps, they do such a great job of lining up running backs against linebackers and going, you know, routes versus coverage, one on ones, even if they get into seven on sevens. And he ran one of the best angle routes that I've seen of the running backs I've watched in camps this year, not just 22, 23, but all prospects. One of those guys that you know will really fit into the passing style of offense that Dan Mullen runs because he loves to use his running backs his check down targets, flex him into the slot, and Gibson is that exact type of player.
0: Zach, um, you said angle route. Was there any will routes in, uh, in in that? That's what Gator fans want to know. Any any will routes that Dan Mullen maybe but maybe able to unlock it with him coming up. <laughs> I, um, not that I can remember.
1: We've got video from that day, so I'm going to go back and check that. but um, I think, um, think
0: can keep the, the Georgia joke going for that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For years to come, but, um, I think he could, I think he could do it. His footwork's pretty sharp, especially on that angle route. And, and not that you need sharper footwork to kind of do that rounding mm-hmm. wheel route, but if you can knock that down and Juke 2022 linebackers that are much bigger than you out of their socks, breaking into the middle of the field. I'm confident you could do a lot with your route running abilities.
0: That was it as far as commitments go for the Gators at this Friday night. Lights, as we said, you know, last week on Gators Breakdown, this is the laying the groundwork for the 2023, 2024 classes here where Friday Friday night lights is mostly used for, but they get a 2022 commit out of it as well. So, Zach, let's go to headline Friday night lights, big time headline. Texas wide receiver Evan Stewart making the track to Gainesville, along with quarterback commit Nick Evers. And, man, what what a display we saw from those two guys together on Friday night. Nick Evers, Evan Stewart would be a lethal combo in that same stadium in front of 90,000 fans, and that's uh, exactly what they put on display Friday night.
1: Yeah, those two were inseparable. They got into the event a little bit later than everyone else because – They didn't need to go through individual drills. They didn't have to run 40 yard dashes. You know what you're getting in Nick Evers at this point. He's been here twice. He was a top four quarterback, top five quarterback in our rankings out at the elite 11. You know what you're getting in him. And same thing with Evan Stewart. I mean, he's one of the highest rated. I think he's the number two slot receiver in sports illustrated all Americans rankings for this class. He might end up at number one. I look at him. And if you guys haven't seen my tweet, uh, I think it's got over 800 likes. It's pretty recognizable because I usually don't get that type of clout on Twitter. <laughs> but go and watch that video. This kid is baby Stefan Diggs. I promise you that route running is just – it's perfect. I mean, he does this these crazy releases, this backstep release to round out into the outside to go deep, and then he can pull off all these sorts of double moves. The separation when the ball is closing in, he's just somehow able to go to an extra gear that you don't see throughout the route. It's incredible. He always finds a way to separate. And that's such a big thing in Florida's offense they have so many guys that sit in zones, these route concepts where separation is so important that it's more than just straight line speed. It's agility, it's speed, breaking into routes in and out. He can do it all. And on top of that, he's listed, I think at six foot, I don't necessarily buy it. I think he's just a little bit under, but he jumps and goes up and gets balls like a boundary receiver, like Trayvon Grimes can. I mean, I've seen him literally levitate over defenders and go up and get balls where it looks like his vertical's in the 40s. I mean, he can just do it all. And at this point, you know, Florida's in a really good spot. They've gotten him on two visits. He told me as much that Texas is kind of dropping out of the picture at this point, and that's felt like one of the biggest threats all along. Florida's in a real good spot here, especially given his connection to Evers.
0: Zach, I tweeted it, and I've thought, and I have thought this way for a while. He's been the top target for me in this class the whole time, and I know I know it start. I know the game starts in the trenches, and I know Florida's had some targets up there in the trenches. Whether you know it be Booker on the offensive line or Nolan on the defensive line, but that that should tell you like i think it starts in the trenches but that should tell you how i feel about stewart because i think he is the top target i want in this class um and you know it's not because i don't think florida's trending for 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 nolan or book or you know booker's already off the board there but it it, even before that even before the the whispers of maybe nolan even trending away to tennessee or whoever you know stewart's been my top guy on the board um he just he's a Take over game wide receiver. Uh, he's what we've seen out of LSU and Bama wide receivers out of the last couple of years. Uh, an unstoppable force, kind of like Pitts, You know, it's just as far as not how it would be used, but just kind of how he can take over a game at times. That's, the, that's kind of the receiver type I see here. Uh, look, Justin Fields is probably the last player I have felt this positive about and that's just going to go and be a force in college football. I mean, he's a game changer and, and pair him with Evers, I think that uh, yeah, Mullen would, uh, I, I think be pretty giddy and couldn't get the smile off of his face if he could pair those two together.
1: Yeah. and never said the same thing. I did a joint interview with the two of them just talking about their bond. And he said, listen, I know what I bring to the table. I'm a skilled quarterback with a big arm, but I know that my performance at Friday night lights Was elevated because I was throwing the ball to Evan Stewart. I mean, like I said, they're inseparable. They've got immense chemistry dating back three years, going in seven on seven. He knows where to put the ball where only Evan Stewart can get it. And he can do it at all three levels of the field at this point. Stewart, I'll drop the comparison again because I feel very good about this comparison. I see Stefan Diggs. There's still obviously room to improve. He can get bigger. I think he's probably 175 pounds. Maybe even a little under. He's kind of a skinnier kid. But, you know, we're moving towards weight not necessarily being that big of a factor. Devontae Smith went, what, number six at 165 pounds. If Storts 180 while he's playing at UF, 185, that's more than okay. You don't want to sacrifice his long speed or his agility because those two skills put together with his route running make him literally unguardable.
0: Let's go to one other headline there and one of the – top players in the class here. Shamar James is in attendance as well. Look, this kid, he doesn't even have to be out there competing in a setting like this. But there he was out there showing why he's one of the top linebackers in the country. Uh, and you guys had a chance to, uh, to uh, speak with him as well with some big news of, uh, hey, this is it. Uh, I, I'm not talking to anybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, um, he told us Alabama tries to talk to him every day. And, you know, they're kind conversations. He's not rude. But he tells them every time they do it, it's like, listen, I respect you, but I'm going to Florida. And and he's got that exact demeanor when he's out on the field. He's really gelling with Christian Robinson and the coaches around there. And on top of the whole, you know, recruitment aspect of it, he's another really good football player. I I would like to see him shooting gaps as a run defender, and I'd like to go see him live if I've got it in me to go out and watch (laughs) high school football in Alabama this year. (laughs) But he's, um, he's a big kid. He's lengthy. And he's got speed for the linebacker position, which everyone knows is what Florida has been wanting to add to the room for some time. They can always improve in coverage at the second level. It's been okay at best during Dan Mullen's tenure, but Shamar James is one of those players that can change that. We've talked about Tyrone Hopper being a former safety that can cover. The biggest issue with him was weight. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't really want to get him on the field until he got bigger. You don't really have to worry about that with Shamar James. You can throw on maybe 10 pounds, 15 pounds, and he'll be ready to go. And the thing is he has so much length to his frame already. That shouldn't be very hard to do. We saw him lining up against C.J. Hawkins, and Hawkins is obviously raw, but he's a very tall football player, a natural glider, a guy with big hands that can go up and get it. And while Hawkins won a couple of reps, James did a very good job shutting him down. You love to see that type of iron, sharpening iron uh, between two commits in the same class to Florida. And that was a very fun matchup. I'm sure that that's one Florida's going to enjoy in practice for quite some time.
0: Zach, so we go with Shamar James there, one of the top players in the class or, and commitments for the Gators. So, one of the lowest commitments from the Gators, but you guys made sure to mention he showed out on the field, cornerback Jamarian Burt, pretty much proving out that he, he belongs out there on the field. One of the most recent commits in this class about a month ago was overshadowed by some other commitments, James being one of them, committed all around the same time. Uh, But maybe he's one to look out for this season, getting noticed a bit more.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more technique-wise from him as well as changing direction. But he's got physical traits you cannot teach to play corner. And that's exactly why Florida wants him. It's a combination of speed, running the 4-4 at a previous camp. He had the longest arms of any defensive back out there on the field and some. And that's another thing that Florida has always coveted. They want lengthy corners. Even guys that might look like safeties because of their length, they're okay with that. They'll put them at corner and they'll teach them press technique and be fine. I definitely want to see improved technique with his footwork, keeping it underneath him and really understanding how to jam receivers efficiently at the line. But if there's any type of corner you want to mold into a press technique corner, it's Bert, 10 times out of 10. You look at this kid – And it just screens a kid that I want to develop a corner.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of why are you taking you know a lot of people go by rankings of course, and we do too. You know, and a lot of maybe this is a reach so far early on, but as you guys pointed out, that there there at SI he's maybe proving his worth uh, a bit um, going against some of the top prospects in the country there at Friday Night Lights. So definitely someone uh, to look out for, rising in the rankings, hopefully uh, coming up this fall we got plenty more with Zach coming up, and uh, we'll talk targets. That's out there. Some more Friday Night Lights talk, but we got to get to it. Support for Gators Breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer, 20% off free shipping with the code GatorsBreak at manscape.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well designed, optimized trimmer that makes shaving time an easy time. I had the lawnmower 3.0 and I'm blown away by the performance of the 4.0. The build and the details are next level smoother, faster, better. Manscaped engineered the ultimate body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality with an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. No worries shaving below the waist. The new multi function on off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. You guys know I like to travel, so that is a must. And this upgraded trimmer also. Gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shaves. Wireless charging is an upgrade as well from the 3.0 to the 4.0. And look, guys, let's be honest. If you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it wrong. Single guys out there, impress your next. Married guys out there, impress the one you're with with the lawnmower 4.0. One more time, 20% off. Free shipping with the code GatorsBreak at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping at manscaped.com with code GatorsBreak. Get your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. All right, Zach, let's move on. Plenty, plenty just to talk about there. Would with uh, Friday Night Lights. You had mentioned, uh, of course, now Florida taking two running backs. A hot name for the other running back spot, Jalen Glover. Looks to be the name, the, the, the next chosen running back to go along with Gibbs for this class. He will commit this coming Friday. It would be a shock if it wasn't the Gators. He's a 528th ranked player in the country, 42nd running back, 72nd player in the state of Florida. Gators will for sure lose Damian Pierce. Malik Davis will need more depth at the position after this season. So they'll take the two of Gibbs and more than likely Glover coming up this Friday
1: right and the reason that glover is rated so low at this point is uh it's his size that i think that's really it he doesn't have great long speed but he is a very good running back when you forget the fact that he's five seven he very well might be a legitimate five seven i might give him five eight but he's shifty he's powerful very tough to bring down for a little dude and again Comparisons, I'm just saying this from a physical perspective, not so much a skill perspective. But you look at him, and the first player you think of as a running back is MJD, right, Maurice Jones-Drew, yeah. the very short, very stocky, but extremely well-built looking player. That's what I think of what I see I've um I went and saw him in practice last year too. I think the long speed is improving. It's obviously not perfect, and I don't know if it'll ever be that great, but – He's one of the – it's like Naquan Wright almost. Naquan Wright's not the fastest running back, but we saw last year. He can make guys miss. He can run guys over. He can be productive and efficient with the ball in his hands. And that's what Glover can bring to the offense. He's also improving as a receiver. He's not quite there yet to where he can be a meaningful contributor in the pass game. And I have my worries about pass protection at his sides, But as long as he continues to develop as a receiver, I'd be happy to get him in there on third downs. And I think – I've said this – Plenty of times before and no one ever listens to me. But I think that Florida has so many different talented running backs that you can go two running back sets. Plus with the mobile quarterbacks that they've brought in and really get creative with your run game. I think Glover will fit just fine in there, especially to have another guy opposite of him that does something a little bit different. You know, it's just kind of like pick your poison at that point.
0: Zach, let's move. We'll move wide receiver a little bit. We talked to Evan Stewart there. Jaden Gibson, another highly touted wide receiver that was on campus uh, this past weekend for the Gators, and storyline galore here. He uh, seems to be have been a target for Florida uh, and a, a realistic option uh, at, at receiver. You know, Florida's got a couple more receivers out there. They they keeping tabs on, uh, I guess you should, you could say, to fill out this wide receiver portion of the class. Jaden Gibson, Florida, Georgia. He had some uh, maybe not so nice things to say about Dan Mullen the last couple of days. Of you know more more so the he's not you know he's not the the selling type more so than like a Kirby Smart then you know and we and we've said this before you know Dan Mullen's very matter of fact straight to the point going to tell you look you can come here you can get developed and I'm going to send you to the NFL and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But kids these days want to be wined and dined. And, you know, you you get that from some other schools. And maybe kind of – that was kind of the inclination of, you know, Florida's more straight to the point. Uh, Georgia likes to dance a little bit. So we'll see what ends up winning out in the end for one Jaden Gibson.
1: And in a vacuum, I mean, I think that's really the only pitch you should be giving kids if you can do it. And Dan and the Gators can do that. You know, they – are putting out receiver talent unlike any other. I mean, they're up there with Alabama putting receiver talent out just since Dan's gotten back here. It's it's crazy. And Gibson is – he's very good. I think he's a lot more polished and he's giving credit for at this point because he was a late bloomer in the recruiting process. I mean, we talked about him at the opening when he had those seven touchdowns on day one where the quarterback's arms were all shot. He was just going and making plays for himself. We got to talk to him then. We talked to him hours before Georgia decided to offer him, and we said, hey, what would happen if Georgia entered the mix here? What would go on? He said it would shake things up. It would turn his top seven into a top eight, and lo and behold, that's exactly what we got. So, you know, with his comments about Dan, I still feel like there's a good chance for Florida here. He's told us a couple times that he's not exactly going to, or at all, going to weigh in his college fandom from when he was growing up. However, that school was Florida wasn't Georgia and it wasn't another school. It was Florida. So if there's any sort of weight there, Florida at least has that on their side. But at the same time, even though Georgia got into this recruitment a little bit late, they're the school that I'm really keeping an eye on to compete with Florida at this point.
0: Zach Kwan Lee was another wide receiver out there, decommitted from Miami not long ago. I'm telling you, if you're a Gator fan, if you could if if you if you could sign on the dotted line right now, say, Evan Stewart, Quan Lee, not worry about Jaden Gibson – Sign up right now. Give it to me. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, it's kind of like Gibson. It's another local kid, and you want to get the talented kids out of Gainesville. You do not want to miss on these local kids because they don't pop up all that often. And Quan um, and Lee is one of those kids. He's very driven, very hard worker. Um, people either love him or they hate him for the way he can be on social media at times. But he's a very good kid when you actually get to meet him and talk to him, a very driven driven prospect that wants to give back to his family in his area. And he was one of those guys out at FNL that wanted reps nonstop. He wanted to be on there every play, if not every other play. And by the end of the day, he was taking just about every other rep he could and he wasn't dropping a single pass. He got a lot of recognition from Billy Gonzalez. The staff seemed pleased the entire crowd. There was, they didn't know who he was already. They were saying, who is this kid? Because he's pretty good. Um, you know, I would, again in a vacuum, I think I would take Gibson, well, not in a vacuum. I will compare this uh, with Florida's class. I would probably take Gibson over Lee just because even though Chandler Smith is a taller receiver target, Gibson has length that no other receiver that Florida's even targeting right now, much less has in their class, can offer. Quan Lee, you know, he's a similar size to Evan Stewart. He's a similar size to Isaiah um, Isaiah Bond, even though they might do some things differently. I like this class because it's being put together with a lot of different strengths at receiver, and Gibson's just so unique because of that size and speed combo. To where that would personally be my preference, but if Kwan Lee ended up a Gator, I think a lot of people should be
0: happy. Yeah, I think the the the, the storyline to watch might would might be, say Evan Stewart gets in the class. Okay, you take that. It may just be a first come first serve. I right, Gibson Lee first one to commit. You're 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 on the board, and we'll move on from the other. I mean, I I don't know if that you know I, this is kind of pure guessing at the moment, right there. But I think if Florida can you know get get Stewart in the fold, then one of the other guys, okay, whoever's next, we're we're moving on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I see the logic. I mean, quite honestly. You get Stored in the fold. Do you even need to do anything else yeah, receiver yeah, when right. you've got the three guys that you've got? I mean, they definitely want to reload. They need to with the talent that's departed over the past couple of years and will do so after this year. But man,
0: bonus at that point.
1: <laughs> I've seen Evan Stewart, I've seen Walter Nolan, and I'm I could literally I could go either way in terms of who I like more. Yeah. But the bottom line is out of any recruit I've watched since I started doing this in the past two years, I've never consistently been as wowed as I have been with Stewart. I've seen him twice now. And every time I see him, he gets better. He does something I didn't see last time. And he's the best player on the field. That's just how it is. It was the same thing at Future 50, and it was the same thing at Friday Night Lights.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff there. Storyline, that we got to watch here. Julian Humphrey took visits to Texas A&M last Wednesday, then to the Gators Friday Night Lights, back to Texas A&M on Saturday. Watch out for this one. Uh, You probably have the work cut out for him right now and keeping him committed, not flipping to Texas A&M, not trending well at the moment, kind of behind the scenes. We'll see what happens uh, after that. But it wouldn't be ideal for Florida to lose their top-ranked player in the upcoming class.
1: I agree. And he seems to enjoy his visits. He's a very likable dude. I've talked to him multiple times on and off the record, and I enjoy catching up with him. He makes it seem like he really likes it here. Makes it seem like he's going to stay committed That being said, I've thought since day one when he went and camped at Ohio State on June 1st despite committing to Florida three days beforehand taking trips to Alabama and working out for them going and seeing Texas A&;m a couple of times it's not ideal that's not what you want to see the top player in your class doing Shamar James isn't doing that he's completely locking things down and he's in that same echelon of players so you know, I don't want to speak for Humphrey. I I'll go with what he tells us that he plans on staying committed and being a Gator. But there's reasons to be skeptical at this point. I think is the best way to put it.
0: Sounds good. There, there. We'll stay in the defensive backfield, Zach um, and Papita. The, the biggest headline besides Evan Stewart being on campus, uh, a former Gator commit and a current FSU commit. Sam McCall comes on comes to Gainesville. Uh, and while it turned heads, I don't think much is going to happen there in, in regards to him ending back up in Florida's class. You know, he's pretty much said Dan Mullen has a lot of work to do to get back on the better side of this recruitment.
1: Yeah, and it, in that case, you know, what should Dan right. do? Yeah. Should Dan just say, like, oh, I don't care, I still want you, or should he take that a little personally? Yeah. If I'm a coach, I might take that a little personally. And they've got options, right? I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about him soon. Jaheim Singletary is back on the board. He's a guy that called Florida his leader and considered committing to Florida earlier this year and late last year before he ended up at Ohio State when and Gray was let go. That is, in my opinion, the number one cornerback in the nation. Sam McCall, I like him at corner. I understand that he could also play safety. Mm -hmm. But I prioritize Singletary 10 times out of 10 at this point. I – It's an interesting situation for a player to say that they're completely locked down and they view the firing of and Gray as unforgivable, only to then show up at Friday Night Lights while committed to the school's biggest in-state rival, one of the biggest rivals just in general for the Florida program. It's an interesting situation. I also, uh, to play devil's advocate, I could see them still being willing to take McCall if it means they could land Cormani McClain, another 23-kid, also from Lake Gibson, plays in the defensive backfield with McCall. He he had never played cornerback. He switches over to because of injuries last year and sets a record with nine <laughs> interceptions. It's that good. If that's the reason why Florida would still be okay with taking McCall, if that means that they can get McClain, at that point I get it.
0: Yeah, and you're getting two good players at the same time. Well, not same time, but basically you're a part there. Uh, you know, highly thought of uh, if you could end up getting both of those. But, yeah, McLean, one to, to watch out for uh, right down the road in a gayler, Gator-friendly area. Uh, Zach, we'll get into mm-hmm. it. You, 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 we mentioned it at the top. You just mentioned it again. Jaheem Singletary, right before we go live, big-time Gator target out of Jacksonville, Lee High School. Decommits from Ohio State. Looks to be Florida-Miami-Georgia battle. Um, This was going to come down probably to the wire or I don't think a a new decision anytime soon uh, when when you look at it. But uh, he's got his um, got a notoriety out there. He tweeted earlier on Sunday to watch out. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a decommitment. That is uh, what happens a five star cornerback grew up a Gator fan back on the market from right up the road in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, he's another one. Like I said, I think he is an immense talent. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got change of direction skills. He's got great technique and man coverage. He is everything you want in a ready-made cornerback prospect, other than I think he could probably add 15 to 20 pounds to his frame before you really want him playing on a full-time basis. But being right up there in Jacksonville, being a guy that has called the Gators his leader before, and now we can assume that it's Florida, Georgia, and Miami that are really in contention for his services here. Florida's got to go pe- uh, pedal to the metal at this yeah. point. They, they need to go all in for a guy like Singletary. He's right there, basically, in your backyard. And especially with the idea that, you know, we're not entirely sure about Julian Humphrey at this yeah. point, you just got to put all of your eggs in that basket now.
0: Yeah, uh, high school media day is here in Jacksonville on Thursday. So I'm sure I'm hoping Singletary will be in attendance. So I'll try to get more uh, as that goes. I'll be there for for that event. So, uh, but of course, I know all eyes will be on him. So, uh, and I'm sure the the conversation of decommitting and uh, where Florida stands will come up for sure. But uh, I'll try and get more with him on Thursday at the um, Jacksonville High School. Uh media day. All right, Zach, that'll almost do it here. One last thought. Just overall encompassing. You said it was your first Friday night lights. What, what was your biggest takeaway? I know we talked about some of the, the biggest headlines, but what was your uh your takeaway from uh the, the Friday night event, the, the the cookout on Saturday? Um Florida had some big names, probably not as many as uh, some fans would like, but a lot of big names, a lot of big targets that uh you know Florida can put themselves in good shape for.
1: Yeah, um I think Because I went to all of their recruiting camps last month, too, and obviously they were a lot more, you know, local kids, classes ahead, guys that aren't as known. And they started to really pile up, you know, additional offers at those camps. This was the chance to sell kids playing in the swamp together and really get a great evaluation of the top prospects in this class, which, like we said, they didn't really get to do last year because of COVID-19. You know, this is the first time that Florida gets to see Evan Stewart running routes and look like baby Stephon Diggs out there. And you know that they came away impressed with that. And that was something he told me as well uh, when he was talking with, uh, with Nick and we spoke in an interview. That um, it was kind of everything he imagined. It was something he really, really enjoyed, actually being down there on Florida field catching passes from Nick Evers. That's the type of experience that maybe can, you know, kind of put the guys over the top at this point. Now I'm not trying to suggest that Evan Stewart's going to commit right now or anything, but he's not going to forget that. I don't think he's going to forget that anytime soon. And that's what makes this camp great is it offers legitimate exposure and experiences to this prop to these prospects at Florida at Ben Hill Griffin stadium. It's unlike any other camp that they could offer these kids.
0: Absolutely. Zach, one more player before I let you go. Um, area Thomas uh, was uh, – you visited early in June. Florida nailed that visit out of the park. A few weeks later, LSU does the same thing. It looked like it was trending LSU. Uh, so, in Florida, big-time impression again, I'm sure, this, this past weekend – uh, now, as we head into August, it looks to be a 50-50 battle between Florida and LSU. Uh, one of the top athletes in the country, 105th-ranked player uh, in, in the country, very, very top of the board for the Gators here uh, is Thomas, and hopefully one that Florida can beat out LSU for.
1: Yeah, I had seen the report. I think that Florida had been renamed his leader, and I believe that. I'm not trying to you – know, Take away from that report. But when I talked to him, I I got a good feeling about not only Florida LSU, but Georgia Tech as well, because of the family ties, because of the education. This is a really good kid on and off the field. He's got his head, you know, in the right place. He's really focused on the right things. And that's why he will look at Georgia Tech. That being said, I agree. I think it's Florida and LSU. I think he's a bit more of a project right now at corner, although I know that's what Florida's recruiting him as. There's a little bit more agility that I'd like to see some more lateral quickness, but he's another one of those guys that, you know, Florida just loves to recruit guys with speed that are long. And he's shown that speed at corner. He's shown that speed at safety. He could play receiver at the next level. I'm a legitimate believer in that. And I don't think Florida would do that, but he is a very great athlete. And another one, you know, even though he's up more in the panhandle area, Guy in state that you do not want to lose to LSU or, or Georgia Tech, but you don't want him to leave the state border. And Florida did a great job. He, he mentioned it. He really felt a strong connection with the fellow recruits that were around, like Evan Stewart, like Julian Humphrey, like Nick Evers, uh, and, and that's important. I don't know if he's going to get another chance to commit or to visit LSU before he plans to commit, which is sometime in August didn't give a date, but he said that that is kind of the time frame for now is what he wants to do it. So, Florida, again, in another great spot just because of the timing and the experience they were able to offer Thomas at Friday Night Lights.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. As I said, Zach, great work, man, all weekend. Uh, What you guys got coming up at uh, Gators SI? Of course, fall camp starts later this week, end of the week for the Gators. So, of course, uh, from Friday Night Lights, uh, the cookouts, you got plenty of recruiting, but, hey – We are about to hit the football field soon and have actual football to talk about when we get toward the end of the week. That's right. I am
1: excited as ever to be back at a podium. We're going to be there this week. Dan Mullen, four to six players for a pre-fall camp media availability, and we get to ask persons in question. I am so excited to be off of Zoom. Uh, But we'll have content from that. We're going to continue getting some stuff out of FNL. Uh, Obviously, like we said earlier in the show, Jalen Glover to Azaria Thomas, We'll be committing at some point in August, so stay tuned. We'll be covering all of it.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good, guys. Head over there to SI All Gators. Zach, Demetrius, those guys do a great, great job over there uh, covering the Gators. Uh, NFL teams, too, if you're in the NFL teams. Zach and the, the Bucks and the, and the Jaguars are covering well from those two guys as well. So, a lot of good stuff going on uh, from those two guys. Zach, man, I can't thank you enough. It's one more time, good work this past week. Uh, I won't be there Thursday. this? Uh, I won't get to see you in Gainesville. I'll be doing high school media day up here in Jacksonville. So, uh, I wish Ford would have let me know a little bit ahead of time. But, uh, I probably could have made something happen. But, uh, well, uh, I'll definitely see you around, and thanks for hopping on, man.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you, man. One way or another, I'll see you Sounds
0: soon. Good. That good all. SI all Gators joining us right here on Gators Breakdown.